TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. I like talking about the Trump real estate case a lot because a lot of these cases, as I discussed with old Roy just a few minutes ago, if you missed that, you can always get the podcast if you want to hear the whole show. Uh, the, the real estate case out of New York is the one where I feel like I know the most. And so I can share the most of how that works. And the, the thing is, you probably do too, based on if you've ever bought a house, which I would say probably most people listening have bought a house at this point, just based on our demographics of typical listeners. So if you are not a real estate mogul, but you've ever bought a house, try to bring this down to a level where we all kind of understand. Because when you talk about Trump and you're talking about these huge properties, you know, Mar-a-Lago is this big sprawling complex worth millions and millions, like maybe even half a billion dollars. I mean, it's, it's way out there. Um, but he's got all these properties, a lot of them in New York, of course. Traditionally, he was in New York that are worth a lot of money. And it seems kind of like a big deal. And I even saw a story that suggested from the from USA Today that this judge in this case was uh, heroic and he he was able to really pin down Trump on fraud that nobody else could do. Well, it's because nobody else has done it. And in fact, Trump didn't even do it. That's 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 a problem. And a bigger problem would be not just that this one judge was kind of a kook, but that Full institutions like USA Today say, yeah, that was right. You really have to not know what you're talking about at all to make a comment like that because this case makes no sense. Let's say you went to buy your house and your house was worth, let's say, $200,000, okay? So you go to buy a $200,000 house. Well, what happens next? Well, you and the seller have agreed, first of all, 
that that house is worth $200,000. Now, if you're building a house, that doesn't happen. You would have had to buy the land. You had to negotiate for that at some point. Or maybe you inherited the land. Let's say all that. So let's say you built a building. So you wouldn't have to negotiate with the seller because you built it. Okay, so sometimes that is what happens with Trump. And a lot of times, so you don't have like a precedent to say, well, he bought it for this much. So, okay, fine. Let's say you built the house and the house, again, was $200,000. That's tough to do nowadays. Let's say you did this a number of years ago. So you you built a house and bought the land and everything, and you're all in on $200,000. Then you go to the bank and you say, you know what? I need to take out a loan on this. I I can't have all my cash in my entire life because it would be amazing if you even had $200,000. Let's say you did. You have $200,000 in cash. You put it all into this project. And then you go to the bank and you go, I need to refinance this because I can't leave all my cash in this. I need to have some cash, so then I'll take out a mortgage. Okay. So the bank goes, all right, uh, how much is it worth? And you say, here's, here's where the Trump thing comes in. You say, well, this house is worth, I know I only spent $200,000, but I'll say it's worth a million dollars because then I can take out a big mortgage on it and get a bunch of cash out. And, you know, what, for whatever reason, you wanted to buy an, uh, a, a, a yacht, <laughs> so you, you overvalued the, the, the house you just built so you could get more cash out of it, okay? Well, the bank, what the judge is alleging then, the bank would then say, okay, <laughs> like they would just look at the house, they wouldn't ask you for any receipts, they wouldn't do their own appraisal, and they would just say, okay, that's fine, we trust you. You say it's worth $100,000. We're not going to ask you any more questions. We're just going to, or you say it's worth a million. We're just going to give you a million dollar or 80% of that or whatever it would be. $800,000 mortgage. Great. You know from buying a house that that is not the way it works. The bank is always going to come along and go, well, wait a minute. Can you show us why this is worth a million? Because it looks to us like in this neighborhood, this size of house would be about, I don't know, $200,000. And you go, ah, you caught me. It's not actually worth a million. Or you try to convince them. Maybe you stick with the lie and you go, yeah, you know what? Uh, it is because of this and this and this. Well, the bank is going to at some point go, we don't agree. We don't think that house is worth a million dollars. So we're only going to give you a mortgage for 200000 That's the way it works. You know that from buying a house, that you can't overvalue the purchase because the bank won't allow it. That is what they're saying Trump did, is that he was able to somehow overvalue his house or whatever it was to such an extent that he was committing fraud that the bank went along with at the bank's own cost, which would make no sense for the bank. And in fact, the bank doesn't even agree with the judge. The banks were glad to do business with Trump. In fact, I saw somebody at one of the banks said, we love doing business with Trump. He was what you consider a whale. He was the big guy. You wanted to do business with Trump because you knew you were going to make a lot of money. You would have to do uh, 100 mortgages. You could do one big one with Donald Trump, make the same as if you did 100 of them. So, of course, you want to do business with the guy, and he pays back his loans. So none of this makes any sense. And then they slap him with $355 million verdict that he frauded 
fill in the blank. Nobody. So the state is going to gain. They basically extorted Trump's properties for $355 million plus taxes. So it'll end up being more like $400 million that the state basically squeezed his business for with no crime that they're going to get back out. Now, obviously, it's political, so it's not just about them making money. But get this, one final point, and then I'll give you some real good news at the very end of the show on this topic that uh, people aren't really reporting yet. It's, it's associated, but not exactly, and I'll give you that at the end of the show. But let's say he did inflate the value, which he is, again, not able to do past a certain point where the bank would throw up a red flag. But even if he did overvalue his properties, what that means is that he would be paying more in taxes, theoretically, because his properties would be more valuable. So he would have been paying the state more than he should have. And the state is saying, you frauded us. Tell me how it makes sense. Roy's coming back in. I'll give you some good news on the topic at the end of the show. Okay. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, Roy, I got a story here. We'll see how this hits you. All right. Hong Kong immigrant becomes first non-U.S. citizen to serve on the San Francisco Elections Commission. Have you seen this story? I have not. There is now in San Francisco... In 2020, they passed a measure that removed... I remember this news story because you thought, why? In 2020, they passed a measure that removed the requirement of being a citizen to serve on commissions and city boards. Being a U.S. citizen? Being a U.S. citizen. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing. San Francisco recently appointed their first non-U.S. citizen, Kelly Wong, to serve on the city's election commission. Wong is an advocate for immigrant voting rights. Surprise. (laughs) Shocking. Mm -hmm. And is reportedly the first non-citizen appointed to the commission, although you'd have to guess any commission because this law was just passed in 2020. Mm -hmm. would think that there aren't too many of these. These seven members of the city's election commission are each appointed by a different city official, including the mayor and district attorney. The board of supervisors unanimously voted to appoint Wong. 
And then the Board of Supervisors president said, quote, I'm very impressed by her commitment to enfranchising people who rarely vote, to educating people about the voting process, and to bring in non-citizens to get them the tools they need as they become citizens. Old Roy. Mm -hmm. Do you see a problem with somebody serving in our government who cannot vote for that government? Oh, boy. Yes and no. I mean, it, it, your, your status, if you're here legally, um, and you agree to abide by our laws, then it shouldn't matter. So it's, it's, it's more an issue of here's a person who wants to violate our election laws openly shouldn't be serving, doesn't matter if you're a citizen or not. I I kind of am with you. I mean, that's a very good analysis because what she's advocating for is the bigger problem than whether or not she is a citizen of the United States because we're not talking about her being an illegal immigrant. Right. Because that's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. If you are here legally, you know, I mean, I could see people making the case that, look, you shouldn't serve on any sort of government entity board if you can't if you're not a citizen of the of the country because you can't vote on these things. And I guess you could change local laws to where you could allow somebody with a green card to vote in a local election. I, it seems like that's the way they're headed or something. I mean, I don't know exactly what they're going to do here. But it is the positions that she's taking on these things that are the major problem, not necessarily that it's happening. Right. I agree. Does it make a difference, though, that, again, she cannot vote she is in charge of elections because <laughs> that that kind of does that, that what it looks like to me is san francisco saying what are you going to say about it look we're going to put not we're going to pass this law and then we're going to put a non-citizen who can't vote in charge of elections and she's from china actually technically hong kong which is part of china now what are you going to say about it cuz if you say something about it you're racist well, obviously, but she's part of she's part of a board, correct? So yes. she's not she's not the sole decider. I think if one if, of seven, if you were in a position of someone who has veto authority or someone who, <clears throat> it's a fine line. But again, I think it comes down to the, the a lot of people had to agree to it for her to be even in that position. So it's not like a person with bad intent could just take something over like that and disrupt it entirely without other people agreeing to it. So, again, it comes back to what's more the what do they do with that authority? Yeah. As long as they're complying. It, it A lot of this is that it's San Francisco. Yeah. You, you take this story and you put it somewhere else and you go, well, maybe they just, they really liked Joe Schmo and he's not a citizen. He's, he's been here a long time and he wanted to serve on Alabama's, you know, city commission or whatever. And so they changed the law. San Francisco seems like they're just going to put this in your face. And they, they have done so many things in deep, deep blue cities, mm-hmm. especially 
like in New York where they tried to pass, and I can't remember whether they did or they came close, tried to make it to where illegal immigrants can vote. Like, not only are you not a citizen, you're not even here legally, and you can vote now. The, the, all these things seem to me, because it's in San Francisco, like slippery slopes where they're going, well, we'll do this first, and then we'll do this next, and then we'll do that next. Right. Whereas if you put it somewhere else, you'd go, oh, well, whatever. It's it's okay. Well, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with with leaving that requirement that to be in a an election authority position, you have to be a U.S. citizen. I don't think that's a problem. I don't think it's a no. problem that the president has to be a U.S. Yes. citizen. I I personally think that there should be more regulation about about uh, American companies having U.S. citizens as CEOs because we've seen in the business world people who aren't U.S. citizens CEOs of these they're technically global countries but they're based here and they but they have a different set of yeah priorities and and guidelines and culture that don't always mesh up with the way we do things here. So I'm not opposed to having those requirements, but I just as a as an observation and as someone who prefers liberty to tyranny that I think you get into a also into a slippery slope sometimes when you you put those kinds of requirements. I mean all these these prosecutors that Soros put in are all U.S. citizens, U.S. born, most of them, if not all of them, and they're terrible. Yeah. yeah. So that as to say that's the requirement doesn't automatically assume that people aren't going to do dumb things. I mean, you're hitting on something that I, I think we don't talk about enough. You know, we're, we're still discussing whether we're going to send $95 billion more dollars overseas and I hear news reports about that, and they say, well, Ukraine aid. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's funny because you could just, just through turn of phrase, change a lot of people's minds about this. This is the power of the media. That when you, they say uh, Ukraine's being invaded, uh, Senate or Congress still debating whether or not to send more aid. Well, that makes you go, well, I don't want Ukraine to be invaded. If, and if it just takes us stepping up to the plate, then gosh darn it, we should step up to that plate. But if they said in those reports, $95 billion, Congress debating whether or not to send $95 billion U.S. dollars overseas, that would be a factual report, and it completely changes the way you passerby hear that story. And you go, why are they sending $95 billion overseas? Oh, it's to Ukraine. Okay, there's more detail there. But the point that I'm making here is based on what you just said. We have so many problems at home, and I'm not a complete isolationist on these things. You can do more than, than one thing at a time. But 20 years ago, I was much more of a hawk than I am. I was also much younger, so maybe I was just more full of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I was much more of a hawk because I believed in the American way and that, hey, we got a better way. We're not perfect, but we got a better way, and we can help. And we can come in and we can show you how to do things a little bit better. And also, we can get rid of those people who are doing evil, bad things for you to help you a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't have phrased it that way, but that's ultimately what a foreign policy hawk is saying and doing. Mm -hmm. Now, 
I am so concerned with the problems that we have, the rot that we have internally, that I'm like, look, I'm not sure that we're a whole lot better than you. We're a whole lot richer. We still have freedoms. We still have the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. But, man, are people coming after it. And they're coming after it from within, mm-hmm. not from without. Right. Our greatest threat is internal. And so it makes me much more wary to go after foreign problems, knowing how many problems we have within. I I don't disagree with that, but I... I'm I'm a little different on the foreign stuff, mostly because there's always more to it. it it's it's a feel good thing to say, yeah, we don't want you. But I to, I said at the beginning, and I I enjoy saying I told you so, so I'll say it. Please. At the beginning of this whole Ukraine Russia thing, I said it all. It stinks. I know I didn't want to. I'm not going to be a pro Putin guy, but this whole Ukraine thing stinks, and it still does. And I think we we will find out how deep this goes, that it is not about preventing um, invasion. It never has been. It's it's a payoff for something. It's laundering. It's you laundering. Th- there There's... are people in the U.S. Congress who say that. It's not It's not just you. I mean, there are people who... But I was say, the first one. Well, they heard you say right, it, and obviously. then they're just parroting it. Yeah. But Rand Paul said recently, now he didn't say this is all about money laundering, but he kind of stopped shy. He goes... You know why they're trying to pass this bill for $95 billion right now? It's because McConnell and Schumer, Republican and Democrat, are going to take a trip there in March. And they want to go around glad-handing that they're the saviors of the country. But if they don't pass it, they don't get to do that. And so he's not saying necessarily there's money laundering there. But he is saying that there is a whole lot of personal vested interest. And I have heard other people say, you know, people are... They won't come out and say exactly who or how, but they will say there is a whole lot of money here and very little oversight, and the the lack of oversight is on purpose. Did you see the headline this morning that that they're going to they're talking about pausing the twenty twenty four presidential election in Ukraine because there's there's so much going on that they just need to not mess with it. Oh, that's that's. Not new, no. I mean, I didn't see that news item, but that's not news to me because they've already done that. They basically purged all the other political opposition who's not in power right now in Ukraine because it's emergency wartime. And well, you're like, well, but it's see, I think the 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 ego issue of politics is is a very superficial superficial level of that. Okay, McConnell and you know, yeah, okay, they all look to be propped up but there's it's deeper than that there's there's money laundering there's human trafficking there's covering up bribery there's there, the bidens there's it's it's so deep um that it it never made any sense to me because they weren't russia wasn't going to invade them if they didn't provoke it so they had to provoke it by talking about joining nato and so the whole thing was manufactured. There's so much dirty chemicals, manufacturing, all of that's going on in Ukraine and has been, and they're trying to cover it up. And so we're getting way off topic yeah. of what you were talking about. But, but I mean, the, my approach to the foreign policy intervention is, is less about 
being well let's be we can be better so let's and we've got the resources so let's help everybody um there's always more to it than that it's never that simple but i'm with you now that i think we we really need to focus more on what's going on here because it's it could end up very badly and you know what's crazy is that representatives who we've talked to in this radio station have said it's crazy that when you pass a bill for spending to go to israel which you can debate whether you want to be on, on foreign aid with that or not, too. But uh, they say when you pass foreign aid to Israel, they know exactly where it goes. When you pass foreign aid to, to Ukraine, you don't really know. And that is a huge, huge difference. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with more Wings of America. All right. So let's you, go. you decide. Bring it. It is from Yahoo. It is about Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's about mutant wolves mm-hmm. in Chernobyl. They have evolved to survive cancer. It says the wolves of Chernobyl have evolved uh, who live near the Chernobyl exclusion zone, the CEZ. Uh, they have quickly become a, uh, has quickly become a 1,000 acre square mile science experiment as experts use highly ir- irradiated zones as a chance to understand animal biology. So one of the things that they're finding, this is from Princeton, as they've studied wolves in the CEZ for a decade now, they've found that they're thriving compared to neighboring wolf packs, likely due to, A, reduced human contact. I mean, that kind of makes sense already. But also because of genetic mutations that protect against cancer, the kind that would kill them being in that area. Biologists are working with other cancer experts to see if these particular mutations could have therapeutic uses for humans. That, to me, is beside the point. But this is saying, and this is why I bring the story up, what this is saying is that they have a real-life example that is within our lifetime of a huge change to an environment Mm -hmm. that species have quickly adapted and you could say evolved to beat that problem because that is a huge problem all the radiation in chernobyl that's a problem for an environment but the environment in some ways apparently has adapted to become stronger in the face of bad conditions i was always told and i am not a scientist there are a lot of times that we can come into these places and we can, I, you know, studios, I mean, not Chernobyl, and spout off things about things we don't know. I'm going to admit right now that if you are a bio, biological scientist or an evolutionist who's really studied this stuff, you absolutely could email me and let me know why, oh, Ryan, you don't have all the facts. Here's what's really going on. I get that. I also think that sometimes we over, we, we give too much to the experts Like in the case of medicine, for instance, Mm -hmm. Um, we've just saw what the world went through. And I I think that it's been good for us to talk about this and not just say, well, we'll just leave it to the doctors who 80% of them are paid off (laughs) by pharmaceuticals. Um, Okay. That said, I'm not a scientist, but I've been told my whole life that evolution is mainly macro and that you, mo- you can find instances like this of microevolution, but the, the main reason that we talk about evolution is macro. 
that species are designed to be a certain way and they're they're survival of the fittest, which is exactly what this is. Yep. But it takes a lot of time. Right? No. No, I don't think so. I think the <clears throat> the two major components of evolution always get jumbled together and what what you're describing like you said survival of the fittest is something that that happens real time if if wolf has three babies and one of them's predisposed to a higher tolerance of whatever that one will survive and propagate mm-hmm. so that okay that makes sense that that is legitimate the the other side where where things are actively mutating from a, a a cause and responding directly to that as opposed to this well just one one's going to be stronger than the other and the stronger one will continue is is very different than the the mathematical calculations for cells and proteins and breaking it all the way down to the to the smallest particles having the the wisdom and the foresight to adapt to a specific criteria and then change the 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 makeup of a species or even into a new species is just it's absurd and there there's a lot of um scientists now who are who are coming forward with their ideas on this that this this idea of mutation causing evolution there's there's not much there's not a practical example of that there's not even a mathematical way to explain it um so i think it's simply a combination it's it's correlation versus causation argument again there you've you've got species where the strongest survive the weakest die off Mm -hmm. and a lack of human interaction they're going to i i think it just makes perfect sense that that would be happening yeah i do too <clears throat> but i again i think my point is and i don't think you and i are far off here my point is that we're we're, we're talking about microevolution, and you can see examples of microevolution. Mm-hmm. although a lot of times when mutations happen actually more often than not when mutations happen in any given species including human it's mostly negative i can speak personally to that i have a gene mutation that they have now identified and they call cystic fibrosis. Mm-hmm. That does not make me better. It makes me worse. Well, <clears throat> it makes me We don't know. You <clears throat> could be a superhero. Well, I do know and I'm not. Oh. <laughs> um I <laughs> unless you consider uh, a extra mucus a superpower maybe uh and lack of ability to gi- digest food well a superpower then I would say no. But my my big broad point here is that again, not being an evolutionary scientist, I've always been told that you have species here that's species O, and it needs to get to species Z somehow. And to do that, you throw in this magic equation called time, and you know what? It it, it doesn't seem likely that a a sperm whale could turn into a wolf very quickly. So we'll just add a lot of time. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I know that it seems crazy to you to think about that dolphin um, walking on all fours and becoming a person. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I get that that's crazy. 
But if you add a million years, no, no, I mean a billion, I mean a trillion mm. years, then it becomes basically magic where you're just saying time instead of magic. And again, I'm a layman. I'm sure somebody could come along and say, oh, I've heard this argument before. Here you go, Ryan. Please do. That's fine. That's why we're having this discussion. But it bothers me because whenever I've had that discussion with people who do know, um, there's debate. But I've never really heard anybody just come right out and say, you know, here's why. Here's exactly. We know how long. You know, it's yeah, it's an estimate. But it's this is exactly why we know that that's the case. It seems very, very magic to me. Mm-hmm. And they just use the, a word time. And they really can, you can put as much in there as you want. So you go, oh, that one seems like pretty crazy. Well, we'll just add more. Right. And then the human mind goes, oh, well, I guess over that much time, uh, things aren't so magic anymore. So I, it sounds like science now. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it took, took billions of years for the amoeba, amoeba to become a monkey, but... Only a couple thousand years for the the monkey to become us. So it, you're right. I mean, the, <clears throat> the the that's kind of the go to. Well, it takes a long time. Yeah, and you just go, oh, okay. Well, I mean, mutations happen. That's that's a thing, but it's usually negative, like you said, and and the the odds of an accidental mutation hitting everything just right when you break it down into the com- the components of the the various proteins and and all of that stuff it it just doesn't add up i, I think what's interesting about this article to me is that let's say that the it, it is survival of the fittest and it's happening quick like this is very very mm-hmm. fast evolution happening right here let's say that the gene mutation that happened that allows these wolves to survive better with uh cancer with radiation also just happen to give them like really much bigger ears or something, then you could observe a species changing in one generation. Mm -hmm. That's fast evolution. And so I just, I don't really know, like, I'm not really trying to prove a point here. I'm just saying that a lot of the stuff that I read when I read this suggests that things can change a lot faster than we're giving them credit for and this whole like trillion year process of change is not as necessary. And also, I, I'm not trying to make the case that look, you could have had a dolphin become a man, and in only like four generations. I'm not trying to prove that point. I'm just saying that things can change a lot faster, and it it actually speaks a little bit more to a young Earth because <laughs> things can change so fast. And because of all the the diversity of the of the species of the world, could happen rel- a lot quicker than it seems. That's I think that's the point I'm making. I think that's fair. Um, <clears throat> using using this as an example, I think the the you combine the survival of the fittest with with harmless mutations, then that's a lot more the odds of those kind of things tying together. Mm-hmm. But look at what happens in in. St. Louis, when the the deer population, even in a populated area like some of the counties out west, that untouched, even in a populated area, it gets out of control very quickly. Mm-hmm. That's just what life does. Life survives and propagates. Those are the only two things that it's required to do. 
and it will find a way. And you can throw radioactivity, you can throw human development and technology in the way, but it will always continue. That's that we can all agree on. Mm -hmm. And to try to find these explanations, it's funny that you say the, the, the typical thing is, oh, but it's billions of years. But see, here this is this is happening quickly, so that proves it. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not really proving that. No. And let me throw this out there. I'm going to say at Radio Wiggins on Twitter if you want to be a part of this conversation, and then we'll go to break. I'm just going to throw this out there, and then we're going to go to break. This is happening now to humans. It's not being talked about a whole lot, but the male sperm count of developed nation humans is dropping rapidly. Because testosterone is dropping rapidly over a couple generations. Like, so your generation, mm-hmm. which is kind of in between mine, I mean, you're, you're older than me, but you're not like my dad's age. So it's kind of a bridge. But let's say the boomer generation that would be a little bit above you, uh, they had more testosterone overall than my generation. And the generation that's below me, because I'm Gen X millennial, mm-hmm. the generation below me, they do sperm counts. They do testosterone. It's even lower mm-hmm. because they're not using it. And that's, right. that's, that's passed on. I mean, that's happening within one generation or two, if you want, you want to say it. So it's, it's strange to watch this stuff happen and happen so quickly. Stuff that we were told, oh, it takes trillions, you know? Well, this was easy because... What what caused your generation and the younger ones? Oh, here we go. To not have any testosterone was the everybody gets a trophy. So <laughs> that that was the cause. But at least we were running around. Eh. Now the kids just sit in their rooms, and everybody gets a trophy online. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned there was good news regarding the Trump lawsuit out of New York. It's really not regarding the lawsuit at all. It's just about their point of the lawsuit, which is to bankrupt him. They're doing a very good job of that, by the way. Uh, you do have to tip the hat. They're succeeding at what they're trying. They're just just awful. You know, they're just destroying everything in the process. You know, burn down the city and rule over the ashes. That's that's kind of the mentality. Uh, but here's the good news regarding the Trump finances, which I really don't care about his personal finances. I really care about him just as a political candidate because I think he'd be a better president than Joe Biden. Just for the record, Trump may land a $4 billion payday. A company is uh, going to merge with Trump Media and Technology Group. Uh, The decision has been approved by whoever has to approve that. CNN Business reported that the, the, uh, the merger has been approved. And that Wall Street will uh, now be trading this company, which I don't know what the name of the new company will be, but it's Trump Media and Technology Group and Digital World Acquisition Group are merging and it's it's going to be worth a lot of money. Trump's stake in the company. So it's not just that the, the company will be worth $4 billion. Trump will actually uh, net about $4 billion from this, assuming that it all still goes according to plan, which it looks like it is. So, you know, if you're worried about $400 million bankrupting the guy, that really would bankrupt basically anyone. Except Trump. I mean, he seems to just sort of wiggle out of these things, which is incredible because they're doing ev- they are throwing everything, including the kitchen sink, at this guy to stop him from being president. All right. We'll stop there because it's the end of the show. And we have to. 
So thanks for listening. Wiggins America is available on podcast by typing in Wiggins America wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.